Hey there, I'm Janie Budnick, the Pet Biz Guru and founder of the Pet Biz Hive and Pet Biz MBA. The Pet Biz Hive podcast is a space for pet business owners to still get all those things done while getting some tips and business education in their ears. So pop in an earbud and get ready for the buzz. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Pet Biz MBA podcast. We are starting this week with a new series. You know, I had been thinking after talking with so many business owners across the industry of different sizes about how difficult it is to understand what it takes to get to that next level in your pet business. And by next level, I mean level of revenue, level of complexity. When you're when you're solo and you're looking at taking on team members, what does that look like? When you hear about large businesses out there that have management teams and dozens of employees, you just can't even get a grasp on what that takes. And sometimes they make it sound like they just wake up one day and have an amazing, huge business. And and we all know that that is totally not the case. But I wanted the opportunity for you to be able to hear from actual pet business owners that are in these different stages of their pet business, what it really does take to be in that space. So we are going to be doing this over the next five weeks of different revenue levels in pet business. Uh, We have the five different levels, which I really have determined are key transition points uh, between revenue levels of complexity as you are growing your pet business. Uh, So this week, we are starting with that range up to $100,000 in revenue, which for those of you out there know that uh, many of you are running in that range as solos or even starting out with small teams. And then continuing over the next week, weeks, we're going to have uh, next week is 100 to 250,000 in revenue. Then we're going to have 250 to 500. Then the week after that is 500 to a million. And then our last one is going to be businesses that are over a million. And we're doing this panel style. So um, you know, we're we're going to have a couple of business owners and we're just going to kind of do a little bit of a round table this week. Again, we are starting with the up to one hundred thousand. And I did want to have a panel of three other pet business owners, but I'm, a lo- I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this. Those that are up to one hundred thousand are out there feet on the ground, and they are doing a lot of work themselves. And so uh, one of our panel members was not able to attend today because she has 12 visits. So I do have two other amazing business owners with me right now. So we will get started. Um, Welcome, welcome, ladies. I'm so glad you could join me today. I am going to get started just with each of you. And uh, if you could introduce yourself. Uh, Tell us about your business, where you're located. Uh, Of course, you know, if you started the business yourself or if you purchased it from someone else. So, uh, Raisa, I'll get started with you. Okay. Uh, My business is Cat Pajamas Cat Sitting, and we're in Toronto, Canada. 
And I started it in 2015. And within a year, my husband joined me. Within two years, he was full-time as well. And um, yeah, we just do cats. We've always done cats. And we're looking to hire our first two employees, um, hopefully early July. Okay. So you're in that hiring space, but you have not had any staff up to this point? No, not at all. We okay. just work 365 days a year. Well, actually we get a, a week off to go to the cottage. There you go. Well, I mean, it, it is also a benefit because it is you and your husband too. So that, that makes a huge difference. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that kind of counts as an automatic built in, right? Yeah. And officially he's my employee. So for tax purposes and stuff. So yes, yes. So you really do have your first employee, but hiring beyond that right. into that phase. Right. All right. Okay. Courtney, what about you? Um, so my business is Courtney's Pet Care, I'm currently located in Mandeville, Louisiana. But when I started the business in 2014, I was actually in New Orleans. Um, so I was solo for the first four years, super burnout, decided to bring on staff. So I started with contractors, did that for um, 2018. And then when I went into 2019, I started with employees and I had those and had those and it was just up and down um, from there. Uh, and then in 2021, the last employee left. So I went back to solo for a little while, about six months. And then I brought in contractors again. And that's kind of where I'm at now. I have looked at going back to employees, but it's, it's just been so hard to hire. Um, I'll probably go to employees the start of next year. There you go. Yeah, because it's a real tough transition mid-year. Yeah. Uh, you know, of course, during that time, you had the uh, entire pandemic. I don't know really how that hit the Louisiana area, but I'm sure I'm sure it did. And that makes a lot of changes. Um, we had a lot of employees that were afraid to work. So that's why we had a lot of employee turnover during that time, even though we, we worked the entire time supporting especially our, our medical uh, and essential workers that we had as clients. But mm -hmm. um, so on your end, you've kind of gone a little bit up, a little bit down then. So you've had some employees and now you have how many contractors do you have right now? One. Okay. Uh, but I was saying a couple of months ago, I had five, but you know, like one had to leave, one I had to let go. I mean, not let go, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Stop scheduling. Um, and then, yeah, one just quit on the spot, you know, you know how it is. So, right. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's of, definitely been a lot of up and down. A lot of instability there at least. Yeah. So when you've, um, you know, I guess since you've had some of that, you know, small team basis there before, uh, when you've had your team, like what percentage of your personal business time have you spent in the field yourself or have you always been in the field full-time? No. So from June of last year up until about this point, I didn't really go in the field because I had the team. So I just, everything that came in, I somehow got them to take, but when they started dropping off, I had to start. So now I'm back in the field. So now you're back. Now, how does that feel? I don't, I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. 
<laughs> I don't think I ever recovered from that burnout that I told you about from 2018. Yeah. So it, yeah. it gets rough. So what, you know, I mean, I'll just, you know, chase a squirrel here. What, what exactly was it in 2018 that, that kind of led you to that burnout point? Um, so at that point I was like 12 plus hour days, mm. like from the time I woke up till the time I went to bed, I was out driving around in new Orleans doing visits, visit after visit after visit. So, yeah, I know a lot of people listening are, are probably in that space right now. And so like they feel the pain, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, were you doing that seven days a week or? Yeah, it was pretty much only like whenever there, when I got lucky and there wasn't visits one day, which was rare. Uh, I think a couple of times I was able to go out of town and just sort of get trust other sitters to cover like other companies sort uh -huh. of thing. But yeah. Not too and, many days off. And then after that, you you started bringing on contractors? Yeah. So I started with contractors. Um, I had one that she stayed with me. Up until the uh, transition to employees, she just did She did it for a little while, but she just, I guess, didn't like it because it was so different. Right. Versus when we started. Um, and then there was one other guy that had came on right after her, but he didn't stick around. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's a, a, a big challenge to make that transition, but, you know, of course I, you know, I commend you for being in that burnout and realizing that you need to bring on help and being willing to do that because it takes a lot to be that busy and still be able to even think of the concept of team. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to stop long enough to, hear what your body is telling you and make a change. That's like the biggest self-care right there is, is making sure that you make allowances in your schedule to breathe. Yeah. So that's, you know, I kind of remember back to some of those phases. Um, you know, I was in that up to, up to a hundred phase myself for, for many years. Uh, for many years, I didn't even really, I don't know. And this, you know, this is a couple decades ago. I didn't really totally feel like it was a legitimate business because mm -hmm. I was still encountering that just about with everybody I talked to that thought that, Oh, you do what? Um, you know, being here in the middle of the United States, it wasn't a very common thing initially. So, you know, I kind of had that whole perception that I was, was battling. And um, so I, I spent a, a lot of time not even realizing that I could get past that point. Um, it's a huge mindset shift. Uh, it's a huge shift in understanding your own value too. So at least I found that for myself. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, um, so I, I guess I will ask you this question, Courtney, since we're still on that. What what's like the biggest project that you are working on right now in your business? Besides actually doing the work yourself again. <laughs> I, I know. I know that's. Um, I mean, I guess just trying to find people to bring on, you know, I have ads out. And like I said, like I've interviewed people and seemed like we were going to move forward and then they just drop off. Um, and I'm not getting a whole lot of applications or qu I call them questionnaires in, I don't know. It's just a weird 
weird space right now. Yeah. Are there not like a lot of uh, other like small business owners, like Rover people and such in your area, or do you have a lot of them? Cause I know you're hiring for contractors right now. Yeah. So a lot of the businesses in the area aren't even really legit. They're like, you're, you know, hobbyists and Rover type people. Okay. Um, there are, there's like a small handful of like actual businesses that are legit, but no one else really has staff. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely some areas in the country where you don't see, um, a lot of businesses that are operating. Well, I guess you use the term legit. <laughs> and by legit, I meant with like insurance website, oh. that whole thing. Like they just don't have any of that. We all deal with those no matter what part of our country or in Race's case in Canada. I'm sure you probably have the same situation. Is there Rover in Canada? That's terrible that I don't even know that. It is. It is here. I, I think it came, you know, a little later. But yeah, we've, we've got lots of that, but we also have lots of businesses, like pet businesses here because it's a big city. So there, there are tons of them. Yeah, Toronto is huge. Uh, I is. didn't realize, I forgot what the population was when I looked it up, but it's it's pretty intense. Yeah, so we just do one one part of the city. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you probably have the same huge traffic issues that we have in any of our big cities too. The traffic is the worst. Yes. Yes. So, uh, you know, of course being over in, in Canada, uh, I'm not up on, um, you know, business operations in Canada, uh, in your case, uh, having the difference between independent contractors and employees, what, what is that determination in Canada? How does that work? I think, I think it would be, you know, just about the same thing. You know, it, it's just that, you know, directing the work, obviously, you know, that would be an employee and an independent contractor should be somebody that has their own business. So it's the same thing. So but very here are, are very similar to the state. OK, so the regulations on on labor and such. Yeah. Of course, you know, I guess then both countries want to make sure that that people are well taken care of. Yeah. So that's why they, you know push for that employee model. So what is the, um, the project that you're working on right now, Risa? Well, I was just uh, shoring us up on financials, doing final bookkeeping, making sure we're just really up to date and solid on that. And uh, just have two more days to finish that. And then I can finally really start getting ready to hire. And uh, I've been, so I have to do our, you know, our standard operating procedures, our employee handbook. That's not done yet. Although, you know, all along I've just been adding uh, information to that. So I, I've started it. So I'll have to just really do it in earnest. And the first two employees, they'll just take some of our work um, just so we can kind of work a regular work week. So we don't really need to grow with those two first employees. And then after that, um, we'll be ready to have employees that'll actually um, add more clients. And so we also need to do marketing for that to grow more. So we wanna do a new website and that's gonna take a while, but at least we can get those first two people started. So it's just everything to do to, to get to that point. And 
I've gathered over the years all the information on what I have to do. And now I actually have to implement it and, and just do it. And uh, that can be the more difficult part. Um, I have some health issues. So that means that I don't get a lot done each day. That makes it a lot more difficult. So that's why, you know, I'm moving a lot more slowly than other people in our city that started around the same time. You know, they were hiring within like two years. So um, we're just much slower like that, but uh, just moving along. Well, you know, one of the good things is, you know, since you're looking at that employee space, I, there's not going to be a limitation in how you grow once you, you know, get out there and, and start hiring people. It's not going to be as dependent on on you. Yeah, and, uh, you, know, you can you can do the organizing part of it. Uh, you know, I mean, I asked you what the biggest project is you're working on now. And my next question was, what are you doing for the rest of two, uh, 2023? But um, I think you answered both of those at once. Yeah, that is a really proactive list and, and quite a bit. So um, and so in your case, as opposed to Courtney, you're really I mean, besides your husband, of course, you're bringing on your first people outside of your husband. So there's everything involved with that. Everything. So, yeah. So it was great uh, when you said that you've been working on your uh, standard operating procedures and your handbook a little bit along. And that that's one of those things that you know, when I talk to people about bringing on a team that they're like, wow, they don't even know where to get started. So, yeah, um, yeah have, having that handbook is is huge. And is that something that um, that you have resources like from your Canadian um, labor department where they can they help provide you with things like that? Or did you have to find yeah, it? There's, there's actually an organization called the Canadian Federation of Independent Businesses, I think it's it's for small businesses. And um, they provide a lot of resources. So I did get a handbook from them. And I'll just have to, you know, maybe customize it a little bit. Uh, but also that organization also lobbies the government um, to help small businesses since small businesses actually make up, I mean, they, they um, a huge part of the economy and um, employing people. So um, it was there during the pandemic, making sure that we got support from the government and that sort of thing. So that's a great organization. That's great. And what was that called again? I think it's, it's CFIB. So I believe it's the Canadian Federation of Independent Businesses. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure they probably have a website. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay. I am going to make sure that I look that up and drop that in the show notes because I know we have a lot of listeners that are from your area and they might be in the situation you're in and not know where to get started. Yeah. So wonderful. Yeah. And that's something for me, I wanted to, make sure I knew every step that I would have to take. Um, even in the beginning, I wasn't sure, you know, is this something that'll, that'll make money? Because I didn't, you know, when you're starting out, you have no idea about all the facts and what everyone's doing. But over the years, because of the, you know, Facebook forums, and then coaches and, and everything, then all the puzzle pieces start coming together as you gather all that information. And then, you know, once you know all, all the facts, what you've got to do, then you feel a lot more confident, I think. Yeah. 
that and then it's just taking that first step. Yeah. And then that's the thing, like if, if we didn't have to, you know, if we don't have anyone to look after our cats when we go to the cottage this summer. So we want to get an employee to start doing that. And that's really motivated us, motivated us as well. Uh, otherwise, I probably would be trying to perfect everything still like ahead of time. And because I mean, there is still lots to do. But since I know that the first two people can just take on what we already have, that makes me feel a lot more confident as well, just because I won't have to have everything perfect for those first two employees. Actually, I really love that because I'm, I am a perfectionist at heart and I've really had to work through that. Um, you know, I mean, anytime people are up against starting something new, uh, you know, everybody responds differently, but for me, it's, it's seeing it and like, I don't want to put anything out in, especially out in public. Yeah. Um, I don't like, I, I freeze up because like, it's never going to be perfect. I mean, how do you define perfect anyway? Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've just realized it's, you know, package and deliver. That's just, you know, I actually have that written in a post-it note on my computer, package and deliver. Uh, you can, you know, your idea of perfect might not be what people need. So, you know, it's better to get something out there and kind of tweak it as you go. Right. Yeah. But on the other hand, you also have to know your limits because I've also done things before when I wasn't totally prepared and that doesn't work out well either. Especially if you do have like a chronic illness, you, you need to know, okay, yeah, that's, that's not going to work. It's not going to be good. So you do have to get like, I think you have to know your, your minimum and maximum kind of perfection sort of thing that you're obviously not, not close to perfect, but you've got to have a certain amount prepared and ready. Yes. Prepared, but not perfect. Right. <laughs> you Very definitely have to be prepared. Yeah. And, it's, and it's just funny that now you just kind of have this little fire lit because you're like, well, I need my own pet sitter. All of a sudden it was like, oh, maybe it's not that difficult. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's get this going. I, you know, I mean, you're, you're so much already on your way there too. Yeah. And then, like you said, then you need to, of course, start marketing to be able to kind of fill your own little bucket and then, you know, rinse and repeat, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's a good plan. And website, that's that's going to be another huge thing to, to work on for this year. Yeah. So that'll just be, yeah, um, be kind of in between everything. They'll just keep working on it and just it's, it's always a huge to do list. And, and yeah, it's difficult every day. It's overwhelming all the things you have to do and you just have to just get started on something, I guess. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I've done because I've, you know, I've told people before, I'm a, I love post-it notes. I love having my post-it party. I've got them everywhere that sometimes I'll go through my day and I will just like, what did I get done today? I will <laughs> typically when I you know do something on a post-it note, I just like crumple it up and throw it away, which is hugely rewarding in itself, way better than, you know, checking something off a checklist. But I started saving those and then I put them in a pile. And at the end of the day, I actually just revisit that. And I'm like, okay, I did get something done <laughs> because yeah. here's my little list of what I did get done. So, um, you know, it's, it's baby steps, but it's actually taking action. You sound yeah. like you're a, you're a big action taker. So 
you got it planned, girl. It is all planned out <laughs> with a deadline because, you know, July's coming up soon, right? Yeah, it's coming really soon. <laughs> we'll be talking yeah. about getting all of that done. That's awesome. Um, okay, Courtney, tell me, what is the biggest project that you are working on right now? I know, of course, you know, hiring ads, things like that. Is there anything else that you've got going on? Um, yeah, I mean, outside of that, I guess just really sitting down and trying to figure out what exactly I want to do with the business, like maybe just niche it to a, a certain thing, like possibly cats only or dog walking only or something like that. Um, so just looking at it and just trying to, I guess, I'd niche down and go from there. Have you had like a lot of issues with uh, having the schedule with travel dogs? I hear that a lot these days. You mean like pet sitting visits, like people yeah. going on vacation? Yeah. yeah, that has been the biggest thing that I've seen that causes the issues, like especially when bringing someone on because they are expected to be available from like 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. And yeah, they might go out at like 7 a.m. and they don't need them till 6 p.m. And it's just, yeah, it's definitely really hard to schedule like that. Yeah. And have really people is. stick around. Yeah, I know in our case, that's why we, you know, tend to hire, you know, like evening and weekend people completely separate from, you know, our people that want to do mornings and middays. Uh, you know, it's really kind of fine tuning the, the markets that you're really, you know, the, the working, the labor body that you're really going after and where those people hang out. So um, I know it can be a challenge. I don't know, of course, anything about, you know, Louisiana and New Orleans uh, labor market, but I, I know in our area of the country, it's loosened up a lot and we're finding some really incredible people. Um, and, you know, I don't know, I don't know if it has to do with employee versus IC hiring because I haven't done IC hiring since like 2011. Um, but definitely being able to niche down and have that like, okay, well, we only need people for these specific hours. That makes a huge difference. Uh, which one are you? I mean, I know you said both cats or midday dog walking. Is there like something that you've been working towards? Have you run your numbers on how much of your business is already in those niches? So unfortunately it is like over 75% passing. Um, and then, yeah. And then with like the doll walking and the cats were kind of, you know, on the lower end, I forget which one doll walking might've been slightly higher because we did have some regular people who work. Um, and so I did try out like a whole campaign. So I did a bunch of blogs on dog walking and started posting on my um, social media about dog walking, just trying to pick up more dog walking clients. And I didn't really get any. I don't know that there's a high demand here. I mean, a lot of people travel into New Orleans to work, but I think they're bringing them to the daycares. Okay. Um, have you, uh, and yeah, a lot of, a lot of the dog walking need really does depend on where your service territory is. I can 100% say that. We are, we're very spread out. We cover a huge area, city, all the way out to county. And of course we have a concentration of people that need dog walking that are more in the city area because out here in the suburbs, we have a lot of stay at home moms. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in those cases, they don't hire dog walkers. It's like you have a, I don't know, a certain household income where your stay at home moms 
still hire dog walkers, <laughs> if that makes sense, because they, they do have the, um, you know, the, the income range where they can do that because they have other things that they are involved in. And, and so they do have a lot of additional help and resources that they hire in. But for the most part out here, we don't see as, as much of that unless we do have singles or, you know, the dual income uh, pet parents that are out here. But we are a lot more concentrated in our city areas. So, you know, that's one of the things that we've seen on, on having success and be able to get more, more dog walking. How um, is your how's your website? Do you have like specific things listed about dog walking on your website? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I separated the pages. So there's a dog walking page and then a pet sitting page. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Um, do you do like any blogging or anything like that? Yeah. So I was, um, like I said, it was for about two months each week, a new blog came out. Okay. Something about dog walking, like just different topics. Um, yeah. And and know. that's all on your website? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll have to take a look at your website. Um, how are you on um, your Google My Business? I love Google My Business. Um, I was trying to think. So I did um, catch the recent uh, webinar you did with Amy. Yes. Um, and I kind of, I kind of like skimmed it while she was talking and like kind of went through and, you know, I don't post on it though. Like okay. I know you're supposed to make posts. That's about the only thing I didn't or haven't done. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll have to, uh, I'll take a look at that. I'm just going to make a little note here to go back and look at it and see if I have any suggestions myself. Cause I've really found that to, um, especially in, in, you know, you mentioned to everyone that's listening uh, inside my Petas MBA membership, we had the amazing Amy Tolman come in and do a workshop on Google My Business. And um, it was it was even hugely helpful to me, too, as it always is anytime I talk to her and uh, just all the different things that you can do to improve that to be seen. And I'm trying to incorporate that myself in my own pet business. And I do, I do see that it has helped us quite a bit, um, especially, you know, Courtney, in your case, making sure that you get, you know, in the organics that you are represented in the mapping. If someone in your area says, you know, dog walker near me, um, you know, or dog walker, you said Mandeville, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, that that's really important to get yourself worked up there as much as possible. And um, so that's good. Yeah. You just got to kind of keep plugging at it. Um, and it's super easy to put those um, those updates on there. You haven't tried doing any of the posts yet. I have done them in the past. I just isn't something that I kept up with regularly, kind of. And I've been like that with social media, too. You know, I'd get in phases where I'd post and then it kind of gets away from me. Like I'm kind of gotten away from it now with being back in the field. So, yeah, we are so all nodding our heads on this. <laughs> it is so <laughs> tough to keep up with it. And, and that's something that that I had to outsource. It's not a passion mm -hmm. of mine. Um, it's, you know, other people really enjoy doing it. And, um, you know, I, I like putting the copy with it, but taking the time to figure out how to do it and when to post it and schedule it, I've kind of had to figure out how to how to outsource a lot of that myself. But um, but yeah, and, and with Google My Business, 
I guess a lot of people don't even realize that technically you do post on it uh, because when you're in there, it's not even called a post. It's called an update. You know, I don't know why they thought that they're special and they need to call it something different, <laughs> but you know, you go into those updates and you know, it's, it's always important to make sure that you have a picture of, you know, somebody on your team doing, you know, something specific pet sitting wise. And in the description, you include, you know, the service they're providing and where they're providing it. And you link it to your webpage of, you know, what that service is. So, you know, easy for you, you know, I'll challenge you to today, Courtney, to go out and take a picture of, you know, a selfie of yourself walking a dog somewhere and go load that up and say, you know, hey, I was with, you know, Fido here in Mandeville for his dog walking or his daily dog walking or our adventure walk or whatever you have for your services. And then go in there and make sure it's tagged back to that dog walking page that you have and just start doing that consistently. It takes okay. a few minutes, but after a period of time, you know, it kind of all, it all builds up in Google land. That amazing yeah. algorithm that none of us know, but, you know, we want to keep uh, Professor Google happy, right? Yep. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, okay. So Courtney, here's another question. Since you have started your business, is there anything that you can think of that if you were able to go back and start all over that you would have done differently? Yeah, I've always thought um, that I should have hired sooner, not waited four years in and let that major burnout happen. Oh, yeah, man, because that's, uh, you know, nobody wants to hit burnout and make that decision because of burnout. Um, mm -hmm. you've, you've made it to the other side, which which is significant. A lot of people don't. Uh, yeah. you know, being in business for, you know, since 2014, that is that's huge. I mean, that is really, gosh, you're coming up on 10 years next year. That's, yeah. that's really an incredible accomplishment. Thank you. So, um, you know, being around like that, hiring sooner. Yep. I, I can hear that from definitely a lot of people, but we just kind of got to get you over the hump to find the right people for you right now. Yeah. So we don't exactly. hit another wall of burnout. Agreed. <laughs> yes, totally. What about you, Raisa? What, uh, what would you have done differently? I can't really think of anything just because I think I was limited in, in my choices and what I could do. So I'm kind of happy with everything I did, except maybe um, using QuickBooks sooner. <laughs> um, but I just really didn't want to get caught up in all of that because sometimes it can take a lot of time. I just used Excel and that way I was able to focus on just doing the visits and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so I, I can't really think of anything, but one thing I'm concerned about is just about like going forward, um, you know, continuity of care. Like so far, just with my husband and I, um, we can really get to know a cat and be very reassuring to cats so that they feel really happy they're having a fun time on their staycation when we look after them and then when we have employees I'm just worried about you know um can we have them how how is that going to work that um can they be doing a number of days that are consecutive so at least when they have 
um, one person looking after them that is going to be consistent just for a few days, even if it has to switch over to somebody else after a few days or or also, you know, we'll have somebody different if they're twice a day than somebody in the morning, somebody in the evenings. But that's just something that I'm thinking about. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's a big concern for people as they're looking at hiring in the first place. Uh, and, and I know it was for me too. There are so many different like little changes that I've made in my business that I always thought, oh God, I would never do that. Um, because I had my own standards that I was kind of projecting on other people, or in this case, projecting onto putts also. Um, you know, of course, you're going to want to try to keep the same person as much as possible. And, and we try to do that also. But, you know, kind of think in your situation of having to work continuously and not having time off, you uh, protect your staff schedule. You know, I, I'd like to say that we take as good a care of ourselves as we try to take care of our staff, but you know, in all honesty, we, we really don't take as good care of ourselves as we should and, and honor ourselves in our own schedules. Um, but you know, really when you're looking at bringing someone in, make sure that you automatically build in that they're getting at least two days off a week. So, you know, it's great that you know that you are hiring in two people because you're going to have to have that alternating schedule. Oh, and for sure. I think it's fine for them to alternate. I'm just thinking, is it, you know, I don't want somebody that is Monday, Wednesday, and, and Saturday, because then there's no days in a row at all. And I'm just wondering if I'm going to be able to find people that can just, you know, at least do two or three days in a row. Yeah. I mean, we certainly don't have any issue with that. You know, like you said, with the ones that are like the twice a day cats, that can be a little bit more challenging and you might have somebody that's doing the, the mornings and the evenings separately. Yeah. My, my husband and I already do it like that. So I do evenings, he does mornings and you know, I have no problem with that either. It's just, what about consecutive days? Do you ever hire for that? Like just a few days, like three days, or is that impossible? Um, Oh, like specifically, if you want somebody just to work like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, doing morning and evening, or are you just talking about like morning visits? Uh, definitely not morning and evening. No, somebody would be morning. Someone be, would be evenings, you know, someone would be afternoons. But can they, you know, are there, do people have availability where they can do, you know, three in a row sort of thing? So it doesn't even matter what days they are. It's just that, you know, all of ours, of course, are vacation clients. So it'd be nice if, say, they're away for seven days, then, you know, you just have two people that are doing, say, you know, the mornings and then just two people that are doing the evenings so that the first person does, say, three days in a row and then the other one does four days in, in a row so that it's just kind of just a little more consistency for the yeah. cat. Yeah, we really don't have any issue with that. Typically for any particular client, we like to have like three people on what we call their team, that those are the three primary people that ever take care of them. So, you know, especially for some of ours that do travel more regularly, they get used to who is coming in. Um, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot for a cat to, to mark who a person is and, and understand if they've met them before the next time they see them. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if you, you know, had ever thought about using any, having them um, 
in the future, Carrie, like fell away, or if you use it yourself, the fell away spray and spraying some, you know, kind of on their legs as they go in. So it's that more uh, relaxing pheromone smell. I don't know if you've looked into that before. Yeah, I know about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we do that sometimes, especially if we know we have a cat that's um, uh, a little bit um, on the, I don't know, more stressed outside whenever we go in there. But yeah, we do, we do like to keep that continuity with any of our pets as much as possible. So that, you know, kind of depends on who we're hiring. Again, we do hire a little bit more for um, the time of day schedule. So we do have our evening and weekend people. Um, you know, we have a bunch of those on staff. Uh, we have a lot of retirees that love the early mornings. So, um, you know, I would rather have more than two people if I can make sure I have like consistent consistency in giving people the type of schedule that they need. So, you know, you might want to kind of consider as you're moving forward with those first two at, at having like, this is the primary schedule, but there are additional employment opportunities if you're available and, and just try to fill, um, you know, those particular times. It sounds like you want to have your weekends available. That's kind of the first thing that you want to fill is no, just, you know, it, it doesn't matter what days, just, just as long as we have some days off each month, that'll be such an improvement. <laughs> We're just looking for something off, right? Yeah. <laughs> a few days off each month. That'd be so nice. Whole yeah. days off. Yes, yes. I don't know. It might make sense for you, you know, initially when you come in, having someone, you know, if you're looking at two people, uh, having someone who's primarily evenings and weekends and someone else who's primarily, you know, during the daytime, Monday through Friday. Oh, yeah. It's definitely something like that. Yeah. 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 Because that's a good kind of alternating schedule. Um, you know, I always tell people when you think you need one, hire two. If you think you need two, hire four. It's just a weird game of multiples. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, and I'm sorry, my, my brain is still back on you using Excel. How long did you use spreadsheets instead of QuickBooks? Uh, until 2021. So six, six years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did, I did the same thing for the first years of my, my business and um, boy, I remember using Excel and entering yeah. every single transaction in there. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't do it like that. I just kind of did it later at like income tax time or something, just adding things up quickly. And, <laughs> <laughs> but it's because I had a business before and it was a food business. So I had to enter so much in there. And then there was reconciling and stuff like that. And it took up so much of my time that it was very difficult to, to build the business. So this time I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to pay a lot of attention to that. I'm going to pay attention to making money. And so that's what I did at first. And then, you know, QuickBooks Online is completely different than it used to be with the desktop. Oh, yes. So now I see, yeah, it's, you know, way faster. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is. It is a lot easier to set it up. But I know a lot of people start out with the basics. And like you said, I would always find out that, you know, with myself on the Excel, when it was up to me to have to do something. Yeah, it got done last minute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was it was not. Yeah. Accounting for me was just a, a little dry. And um, so I always put it off for the more fun things. <laughs> in <Yeah>. the business. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
So uh, Courtney, what, what do you see for yourself? Uh, where do you see your business being in five years? Have you, have you started to dream big five years from now? So let's see, May 23rd of 2028. Your business is going to be almost 15. You're going to be five years older. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen with everything else, but what do you see yeah. your business looking like in five years? That's a really good question. I mean, I've, I've done these sort of things before. Um, and it, it's always completely different. Um, well, you're not going to be burned out. We'll start with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, by then we should definitely have figured out where we're niching to and, and just continue growing from there. And I mean, management for sure, you know. Um, what do you want to be doing on a daily basis? Like today, um, so we are, it's it's Tuesday. What would your ideal Tuesday be five years from now? I mean, just the freedom to do whatever I wanted, you know, just mm -hmm. be able to step away and just whatever I decide, wake up and decide I want to do that day, be able to do and not have to be tied down. Um, you know, like I went to the uh, Texas Pet Sitters Conference and I had the contractors and of course like when i was in town everything's fine but as soon as i left town things started like falling apart i got a client called me and complaining and just you know none of that like just being able to go and if i want to go to a conference don't have to worry about the business oh my goodness yeah so just having that opportunity to step away and and know that the business isn't dependent on you and I felt that way when I went there, but obviously that's not true. I mean, it, it, like I said, it works when I'm in town. I don't know why me being in the state over, it just shows to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the world, Murphy's law, the world just knew that you were not right there. Right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So yes, a lot of freedom. What about you, Ray? So what are you seeing? Well, we, we definitely want to have, um, managers as well and so that we can we can step back um you know still be involved but but not so much and so that we can get out of toronto with this crazy prices and also uh so we want uh have a place up north um where all the lakes are and the canadian shield and then we want to spend our winters down south somewhere Maybe Florida, but maybe not. We'll see. We used to go down there. And, um, yeah, just be able to keep in touch remotely and, yeah, just have a fun life. There you go. So plan is building it up to the point where it does run on its own. Yeah. And you can have just your places, places to be otherwise. So like with the intention of just having the one location in Toronto or starting new locations in your other places that you plan on living? Uh, well, I think just the one location. I can't really think past that right now. Um, <laughs> it's like, I got to fix this one first, right? <laughs> yeah. But also where we're going. I'm pushing you to think bigger. So <laughs> yeah. Um, 
where, where we'll be going is, um, you know, kind of remote unless, you know, people start actually moving, you know, here, like everybody in Canada lives on the southern border. So that's where, you know, cities are and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, everybody goes to Toronto and it's just overcrowded. So we need people to, to be making smaller cities. Um, like in the States, you've got smaller cities, which is great. And we just need that because otherwise they're just little towns. So, so I don't know about that. And then if we go down south, you know, we might be, we'll be in a different country. So we won't be able to build something there, I don't think. Yeah, you, you'd have a lot of, lot of work to do to be able to do that. Yeah. So, so population of one for now. Yeah. What's, what's the population of Toronto? Well, um, there's, you know, the inner inner city and then there's the larger GTA. So it's something like, uh, I think the just just Toronto is like 3 million, but then with the whole area, it's more like, I don't know, 7 million or something. I'm not sure. Okay. So being Toronto's number one cat sitting service would probably serve you well then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <For sure>. Yeah. <laughs> We'll just cover that and have our yeah, plan. We, got, we got a lot of people here. <laughs> yeah, you, you do have a lot to pull from, and I'm sure a lot of cat owners. Yeah, lots of cats. I love it. I know you two should have that discussion, you know, since Courtney's thinking about niching down, and uh, you might have some some good marketing ideas for her of, of how she can focus on getting more cat clients. Yeah, sure. <laughs> since sure. that I'll is. Contact me, yeah. That is your specialty. Oh my gosh, guys. I thank you so much for being here with me today. I mean, I know, you know, taking just even this time out of your schedule when you have so much going on is um, is a huge investment of your time for everyone to be able to hear what it is like to be in that up to up to six figure range. It's um, it's a, a lot of work. A lot of boots on the ground, a lot of groundwork, but you know, you both are, you have some pretty, pretty aggressive goals here of getting teams going. So I'm mean, really excited to uh, keep following you guys and find out how that goes for you. Thank you guys so much for being here with me today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pet Biz Hive. You can follow me at Pet Biz Hive on both Facebook and Instagram and learn more at PetBizGuru.com. What is your next best move?